All right, hello, and welcome to our third episode of Health Insurance 2.0. Uh, it's myself, Cal Burgess, and my business partner, Dimick Robertson, and what we want to talk about are all the lingering issues with small business health plans and really try to um, you know, uh, discuss what's really going on while providing sound solutions to find the right group health plan that you may need. Um, our bread and butter are, you know, anywhere from small business plans, whether you're a family plan or a subcontractor, all the way up to 25 or 30 different employees. Um, you can check out more or check us out on uh, custominsured.com. You can receive a rate quote in under two minutes. Um, from there, you can decide if you want to go virtual, if you want to set a phone call or a webinar. Um, we'll be there to answer any questions, but we'll follow your lead as far as uh, what you want to do. But first and foremost, we just want to make sure the pricing is right and we want to put our best foot forward to show you um, what our savings is up front and how our deductibles are a lot lower simply because we customize our plans moving forward. So without further ado, um, what we want to discuss first is how to control costs within a small group health plan. So when we look at a small group health plan, we really want to um, get an idea of who we're working with. In other words, a family of four that all grew up together on the same health plan is going to be much different than a small business group plan of 10 employees that may have had the same plan for a couple years prior and they see their rates going up. So we want to make sure that we address each plan based on what their needs are and what their employees want to get out of the plan. Uh, this should be a benefit. Uh, it should not be a burden for the employees, which a lot of the feedback we're getting is, um, is simply that. It's kind of been a burden for the employees. Uh, Dimmick, anything you want to add to that? Um, you know, so the idea here that we're kind of conveying, and this you know, we have the term health insurance 2.0 that we use, um, you know, a big element of this is the flexibility of the coverage, uh, as Cal kind of just referenced a little bit, but uh, and this is kind of what we'll be talking about as we go further here in the discussion. But, you know, this, it's a unique concept for a lot of businesses. You know, most people are presented with one-size-fits-all options. You know, they're familiar with the, the traditional, you know, Humana or Blue Cross or whatever the big-name big companies are. And when people go shopping for those plans, you know, there's really not a whole lot of um, variance between them. You know, and this may be something if you're listening, you you experienced yourself. But shopping for these plans, you have, uh, you know, you can pretty much pick a deductible, and you can pick a HMO or PPO. From there, you know, there's no customization. Let's say you only, you know, your company has ten employees, and maybe only one of them is really someone that's even used their coverage. Um, you know, you can't customize or cater the those plans towards that person or that situation. Um, so that's, you know, again kind of a, a revolutionary concept in our mind to be able to present this to people um, you know that we basically build the coverage from the ground up so that's that's really kind of the uh, the idea and the approach that we take exactly so to take that a step further we just want to make sure that no one is being overcharged for the coverage that they receive um, a perfect example of that is you know think of a 14 year old male dependent you know why would that 
dependent ever be charged for maternity coverage? Well, the truth is they shouldn't be being charged for maternity coverage, but they are. So a lot of these traditional plans, and when I say traditional, I mean since the uh, conception of Obamacare, these plans have been designed to provide minimum essential benefits. However, it doesn't discriminate from male to female. So you have males being charged for maternity coverage or um, females who are past their birthing age being charged for that same coverage as well. So in a situation like this, we don't wanna offer that maternity coverage. There's usually a much better plan moving forward. You know, we have to ask, we would need to ask a couple of questions about what that 14 year old needs. Um, does he have ongoing health concerns? Um, where does he, uh, how often does he go to the doctor per year? And we can make a, a recommendation based on what they say. Um, you know, this is this uh, same situation for a 60 year old male. You know, we're not going to put a 60-year-old male into a plan where a teenage boy may benefit better than he would in, you know, later on in life. At a 60-year-old male, it's likely you may need more office visits per year. Uh, there's more preventative issues that you got to take care of as time goes on. So we want to structure the outpatient very differently depending on what phase of life you're in. <laughs> Square peg into a round hole, excuse me. So we... And what happens on those, uh, you know, a lot of the traditional plans or traditional um, groups, you have really just a few employees that are kind of dictating the coverage that everyone gets. You know, if it's a company that has maybe a couple older folks, you know, they're gonna they're gonna use preventative. They're likely to have more health issues, but because of age, so because they have those uh, minimum needs for themselves, that's gonna dictate the coverage that everyone else in the office gets. Or maybe you have a couple. Uh, women in the pool, you know, maybe only two people that are interested in pregnancy coverage, but, uh, you know, that's going to dictate the coverage for everybody else. So what we try to do is get away from that where one or two people dictate everyone's coverage and not in a bad way, you know, not to be misinterpreted. That's just how traditional plans are structured. So it is what it is. Um, but, you know, getting away from that to where now, you know, as Cal said, with the a senior or someone that's you know over 50 plus they're going to have colonoscopies and things like that probably more prescription needs um you know cater the coverage in that direction younger people you know and on average you know younger people don't go to the doctor you know most of us that are 40 and under you know never go to the doctor especially the guys so you know why would they need you know zero dollar copay to go to the doctor if that's not something they need they ever use so you know just to kind of um Put it into a real world example um you know that that's the the beauty of the customization that's right so going back to this example that you see here on your screen a 14 year old male dependent um you know why are they being offered maternity coverage what we would do in a situation like that is we would likely double up on the accidental coverage you know we want to uh, address the the issues that are pressing for that individual moving forward. You know, most 14-year-old kids, they're going to be running around, playing with their friends, biking, skateboarding. Maybe they're into sports, you know, uh, um, a lot more activity than, say, someone who's 40 years old, for the example you had earlier. So to us, that's more accident-prone, so we want to make sure if they ever have to go to the ER, instead of being charged for maternity coverage, you can use that as a credit and place that towards a lower deductible with lower premiums, which will help that family out if and when the time comes. Again, we want to 
we want to customize the plan. Another example with the the maternity, so people don't get the wrong idea. You know, with this customization, we can also have maternity incorporated into that. You know, let's use the example again where you have maybe only a couple employees that need that benefit. Well, in a traditional plan, everyone gets pregnancy, everyone has a $5,000 deductible, maybe higher. Um, you know, with the way we can customize, we can give pregnancy just for those that need it and structure it to where there's no deductible. So it's better coverage for everyone. Um, and that's kind of the part of the beauty of this too, is that by doing it this way, everybody gets better coverage and um, you know, the costs are typically about 20% less. Right, I was just about to say the same thing. Yeah, 20 to 30% higher if you want maternity coverage, you're asking for a, uh, um, a higher potential claim down the road, so that's where the cost is gonna come in. And of course, you don't want all the employees in your company taking on that cost if not, if it's not needed. So now we understand how controlling costs for an individual basis works. Let's take that next step into understanding how the flexibility comes into what the future may bring. So, and you know, without the ability to adapt to whatever situation you have at hand, you can be pigeonholed without any options, kind of circling back around what Dimmick was saying earlier. Um, you know, unfortunately, too many of these traditional plans will be dictated by a couple of uh, employees that need a specific type of coverage. Therefore, everyone else needs to follow the same suit. That doesn't need to be the case. So we may have two employees on one plan, three other employees on a different plan because the other three employees are different ages and different categories than the first two employees. So we wanna make sure we mix and match based on your employees' needs. It's the only way to really control costs. Um, for example, you may have a couple of employees that are over 65. Well, a group health plan premium for those over 65 is much more expensive than those um, on Medicare. So what we can usually do in that part is depending on the situation is possibly add on a Medicare Part B, get them a traditional option because they're coming off their plan that could create an, a guaranteed issue, which is a smooth transition straight into Medicare. So there are different ways to control costs and then apply the coverage what's, to what's needed with that employee. That's another example with Medicare where again, they'd be getting better coverage. You know, that's 66 year old that's on the group plan right now they still got that big deductible, you know, when they go to Medicare, that goes away. So, you know, that, that's always ever present in what we're doing is getting better coverage for everybody. Um, all the flexibility, yeah, that's a huge one too, you know. We talk to uh, new businesses all the time. You know, they have be hiring their first employee or, you know, it's just a little uh, family shop, two or three people. And people are, you know, jumping through hoops to get on these traditional plan or these uh, traditional group plans, you know, hiring the, the son and the daughter as employees of the company so they can now get coverage for the family because of the requirements. You know, you have to have a certain number of employees and you have to have a certain participation level. Um, or, you know, we even had one recently where a lady called and they were considering hiring their first employee, but they didn't know if they were there yet or not. And they wanted to get coverage. Well, Again, on a traditional plan, they would have to have at least one employee. So, you know, what, is, what are they supposed to do in the meantime? So this is where we're kind of, um, you know, painting the picture of being flexible depending on what the future may bring. You know, we're, particularly with the smaller companies, you know, when you're getting started, 
you don't know what it's going to look like next week, next month, a lot of times. So, you know, why, why get locked into a, a plan that's going to, you know, be a burdensome cost and a burdensome issue to get set up? That's exactly right. Um, you know, take that a step further. Those that are trying to get on the plan, they just want to take care or try to take advantage of PPO access. Um, without getting on a group health plan, if you're with healthcare.gov, you know firsthand that there is no PPO. They're all HMO based. Keeping uh, keeping the back of our mind as well. And by the way, the example that Dimit gave about you know trying to give. Um, a husband and wife employee or make husband and wife employees of a company so they qualify for a group health plan, we can work with all that. Whether or not you pay yourself as a 1099 employee or a W-2, we can still extend these same coverages to you, just to put that out on a, uh, on a side note there. So um, kind of take put in more perspective of what we're trying to convey with this uh, flexibility. If you take a company of 10 employees that have to downsize due to inactivity, say they were uh, um, an airline provider and the activity dropped off to a minimal, so instead of running 10 employees, you have to scale it back to three employees. Now if the other seven that were let go or furloughed, uh, we can scale back our coverage to adapt to what their needs are moving forward. So a lot of traditional plans out there are um, is basically a one giant generic policy. So there is no way to scale back the coverage. It's all as is. There is no way to knock it back. With our coverage, we can scale it back. Keep paying full price. You know that's that's what you hear the stories of people get the offer for their Cobra premium. It's going to cost them you know two thousand dollars for their family of four. Right, when all that family of four really wants to do is protect their family against COVID-19 and the threat of hospitalization. So this gives us the option to be able to do that. So this way the employer can still offer basic benefits to their employees and have an easy transition with those employees back to the workforce, you know, when this all, um, when business speeds back up down the road, as opposed to starting from scratch, hiring new employees, going through training and escalating the cost that way. This is something that, um, or a strategy that we can help employees with, you know, either taking away coverage or, you know, being able to add that coverage back in. I mean, uh, Dimmick and I have seen dozens of examples of this happen to where we have clients every once in a while call us and say, hey, listen, you know, the fourth quarter is always our slowest time of year. So is there any way we can bring it back to a basic plan and then add back the platinum plan at the beginning of the following year, which we can easily do that for them. Um, now, of course, this has to be prompted by the employer. We don't want the employees changing plans every month or so. So, But this is just an option of, of flexibility that they have with us that they don't have across the street. So. Um, you know, another thing I want to make sure that's, uh, that's clear that we're trying to convey that we can either, you know, take away or add as much coverage as needed as need be moving forward. Sometimes employees will structure a plan where all the regular employees are going to receive a basic plan. The management receives a platinum plan while the owners and executives, well, they'll end up taking a health insurance 2.0 plan. And each level that moves up, of course, comes with additional coverage. So in situations like this, if one employer were to get promoted from, say, 
um, a regular employee to a manager level, we could easily accommodate that plan without having to wait for open enrollment coming around the corner. Yeah, that's a big one. You know, we don't have those uh, once a year windows to change, right? You know, if that person gets promoted, we can upgrade their plan effective immediately. That's true. So again, flexibility is the key on what we're trying to, to um, the picture we're trying to paint, that we can give you options above and beyond what you have right now, um, just because um, it's structured completely different. It's customized from the ground up. So we can even come in as an option B too. And this is something that we look at companies with, um, you know, but just come in as an additional option to what you're already offering. So, you know, there's a lot of ways that we go about, there's a lot of ways we can do that. Right. To add on to what Dimmick's saying, let's just say we have a company of uh, 20 we come across. If they already have a plan that say seven of their employees love, but there's 13 employees that are not participating then we can um, we can provide a solution for those thirteen employees. Maybe it's because the premium's too expensive. Maybe it's because they don't want to take on a large deductible. A lot of these plans will have a max out of pocket exceeding seven thousand dollars a year, and when an employee sees that, it kind of makes them want to shy away. Or maybe they don't want to participate because they can get cheaper coverage across the street. So what Dimmick's talking about is what we have is called a side-by-side uh, -side plan where we can show them option B for all the employees that are not participating to try to get that enrollment up. And of course, you know, um, the more um, benefits an employee participates with, the more likely that employee is going to be a long-term employee, which works into the employer's favor. So yeah, so it's all about uh, providing the right, um, the right flexibility moving forward. So uh, moving on here, when you're talking about stabilizing long-term renewal rates, this is something that we hear this time of year more than any other time of year. The fourth quarter, guys, is the one quarter that most businesses set their group health plans up with. So most small businesses end up changing their health plan every single year because premiums are jumping so high, which is making this unsustainable. Um, can't tell you how many times we talk to uh, clients coming on board that are telling us that they've changed their plan three out of the four last years and it's become such a, a burden to look at something else something else out there and a lot of them right. are having to take smaller networks as well yeah and really yeah, small businesses are kind of disproportionately penalized in this situation because you know, what happens on the traditional plan, they don't do any underwriting. You know, they just, they, everyone that applies for coverage is approved and uh, coverage is issued, which is good, um, you know, for those people that have pre-existing health issues and things like that. Uh, the, the bad side is that they, um, when it comes to renewal every year, they that's when they underwrite. So now they look at what the claims were over the past year. And if, you know, a small business, again, this is where they're really unfairly hit let's say you have five or six, let's say you have five employees and one person has a major event, you know, a big accident or something. Well, when it comes to renewal time, the insurance company is looking, you know, here's some pretty big claims, dollar amounts for this small pool. So now we have to adjust the premiums. Um, and that's kind of where it gets to the point of being unsustainable. And you could even be riding along for 10 years as a small business and just have it happen out of the blue. So, you know, even people that have plans in place for a long time, 
everyone, unfortunately, that's a smaller business has this exposure uh, just because it's something you can't control. You know, one person has some health issues in a year, you know, nobody can do anything about that. Uh, and then here you go with a renewal, you get tagged with a big premium increase. It's almost to the point of reading between the lines. So yeah, and a lot of plans won't underwrite up front, but make no mistake about it, a year later, they're gonna tap you on the shoulder and say, well, this employee over here was sick from this, this employee over here had an accident, well, you're only bringing in X amount of dollars per month in premium, so we're going to go ahead and assess a 15% rate increase to offset that risk. So you may not be underwritten the first year, but you will be underwritten each year, what's called a look back. They're going to look at all the claims that have happened and then assess the, uh, the rate increase from that point, which leads us into the second bullet here, or the second point, I should say, uh, you should never be penalized for simply having a low number of employees. So if you take that example what Dimmick was talking about, if you have 10 employees and uh, you know one employee here or there have a major claim, if that claim amount that they paid out exceeds the dollar amount the other nine employees have coming in the door, that's where that, that's where that uh, price increase comes from. Now, instead of having 10 employees, if that company had 500 employees, that claim would evaporate. In other words, there be, wouldn't be a concern because now there's 499 sets of premium coming in the door to offset that risk. So what we want to do is we want to make sure that um, no company is ever looking up to their competitor. In other words, a company that has only five to 10 employees should never be at a disadvantage for a company that has 100 plus employees. After all, you're not going to have that disadvantage for the individual market. So we want to bring that back to the group health market where you can sustain those long-term costs as a small employer without, you know, losing the, those benefits that are assumed to go away when you're a smaller company. So, um, the approach that we use has a 50-year track record with stabilized premiums, and this is how we're able to do what we do. So again, we want to look at the uh, the company from the ground up. There's a few employees that are probably not happy in the plan that they're at right now. We can provide a solution for those few employees and likely provide a better scenario for the other employees that are already on the plan or who are participating with that plan. Again, it's customizing. Um, and uh, yeah, part of the, you know what we do is for those that are listening here, we have a um, a quote engine on our website. So you know you can actually go directly to custominsured.com. Uh, you can quote you know an individual, you can quote a family, a couple minutes, uh, but you can also quote a small business down there. It can accommodate up to I want to say 99 employees. So um, you know you can check that out. It's uh, real pricing. We have um, breakdowns of our most uh, popular plans on there so uh, you know take a look and um you know you can kind of see for yourself see the numbers right and once you take uh once that quote's completed again we want to put our best foot forward we want to show you what our premium what our premium is compared to where you're at and if it warrants a conversation we'd love to speak with y'all and at the end of that quote, you'll have the option to either book a webinar or book a phone call so we can uh, answer any questions that you may have. So thanks for listening, guys. Go ahead, Dimmick, any uh, parting words? 
Yeah, and I was going to say in the meantime, you know, we always appreciate those of you that listen and watch out there. Uh, we also have tons of podcasts. If you have any interest in um, pulling those up, just custom insured podcasts. Uh, also pretty extensive YouTube page with different videos on different health insurance topics as well. But um, yeah, no, that's really kind of the extent of what we wanted to cover in this video. Uh, we do appreciate it as always. Hey, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, happy Thanksgiving coming right around the corner. Please stay tuned. We have several more of these videos coming out um, to explain uh, how we navigate our group health solutions to the small business market. This is Callan Dimmick saying uh, adios to the next time. Take care.